0: Afriye is a spirituality, holistic health, wellness and yoga specialist. This episode we speak about veganism, vegetarianism, her experience being a Hare Krishna and how important it is to be in touch with nature to grow spiritually.
1: It's been a really long, long journey. I started off as a meat eater, African. Um, I mean having said that, we as Africans, we don't really eat a lot of meat when we're back home. It's normally when we we, we venture and we come to tree, which is the West. That's what we call the West in, in tree, um, in my language, tree. But when we, we come to the West, we tend to eat a lot of meat and our meals aren't meals unless they have meat within them. But um, so I grew up eating meat. Uh, funny enough when I was a very 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 little girl I used to eat meat and spit it out because I couldn't (laughs) I couldn't chew it I hate it I I couldn't swallow and I'd get into trouble because my mum would say you're wasting the meat you have to eat it my brother would tell tell on me and say mum she's not eating her meat and blah 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 so From an early age I was averse to it and I didn't like going every Saturday to the butchers I didn't like the atmosphere and seeing the butchers with blood all over there were ovals and the the chickens the carcasses as it were hanging and then as I grew, grew up grew older I used to hang around with a lot of vegetarian I used to cook a lot of vegetarian foods and I knew I was destined to be vegetarian at least. And it right. was when I went to the Anti-Cruelty mm. um, Against Animal Christmas Fair mm.
2: um,
1: in Brixton, Yeah. and at the Town Hall. And I was uh, across the road, uh, uh, across from across the road from the Town Hall. And I said to myself, when you go into that place and come out, you're going to be a vegetarian." I knew that was the case. Yeah, but. But having said that, two weeks into my vegetarianism, my mother, bless her, cooked beautiful chicken. Yeah. And I remember it to this day being in the oven, two rows of hearty, sumptuous, seasoned mama's chicken. Right. And I looked at it and I thought, wow. And I said to myself, if you eat that, you've done really well for two weeks. If you eat that chicken, you will never, ever 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 be a vegetarian yeah so although I was really tempted and I think that's that's the only time I've been really really tempted to eat meat, mm. I said no I had strong willpower and I just went from strength to strength yeah. um and then uh you may be a little bit too young to know this Remember, but you may have heard a uh, mad cow disease back in the nineties.
0: Oh yeah, no, I know. I know about mad cow disease. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, I was a fully fledged vegetarian, mm. um, but I was eating cheese. You eat, you eat dairy, and I remember to this, I had these little mini um, cheese snacks. Yeah. Um, and I was eating them, and I just looked. I thought, oh god, no! I feel I want to throw up yeah. because of thinking about mad cow disease. Yeah. And at that point, I threw all the cheeses away and I became vegan. And I was vegan for about six years, about six years. And then I was expecting my first child. I thought, quote unquote, that uh, I wasn't getting enough protein. So I started to consume dairy and this and that. And I was I was um, back to vegetarianism,
0: being Mm. a
1: vegetarian. And then I think it was around about 2012, I decided, no, I want to go vegan again. I want to go. So it's been a bit of a journey, you know, between um, vegetarianism and veganism. No, Not going back to being a meat eater or flesh eater, but those two. But now I'm a fully fledged vegan, well, plant-based now. I've gone from vegan to To now what we call plant-based. Yeah. So
0: what about these kind of, you know, meat-free products, so things like corn and tofu and all that kind of stuff. What's your view on that? Because I know a lot of people are saying, you know, stuff like Beyond Burger or Impossible Burgers, sorry, aren't actually good for you because they're full of so much products and uh, and chemicals.
1: Yeah, I would definitely agree. Let's face it, a burger, it looks like a meat, you know, flesh, you know, meat burger. Yeah. So you have to discern and say to yourself, what, are all the chemicals that have gone into producing this fake burger yeah. to make it look and uh, taste and smell like the real thing. Mm. So it is. But having said that, you know, for those, those who are transitioning, mm. I mean, I, I went through that phase of eating a lot of um, uh, processed vegan foods. Right. You know, you do, You know, when you, you've eaten meat, you want something that's quite similar to what you're used to. Yeah. So eating those types of foods, yeah, that that's what's on offer, and you know they are tasty. Mm. But let's face it, um, there are a lot of chemicals within these these produce, and you can see in the ingredients, you know, some of the 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 um, ingredients you can't eat, you don't even know what it is. It's like EE yeah. and all these fancy names. Yeah. So. I would definitely agree that now, as we say, plant based, we've moved away from (laughs) vegan because vegan now qualifies as being junk in itself. Yeah. And it's very fattening. There's a lot of fat. There's a lot of sugar, a lot of um, salt within these um, processed foods. Right. And they themselves can be just as health uh hampering hampering on your health just as much as the real thing
0: yeah so with with the kind of you know chemicals that come into food and all that kind of stuff there is a a big push for not only veganism so a lot of my i say a lot of my friends a handful of my friends are buddhist and they are what's called alkaline vegans are you an alkaline vegan as well or is this kind of like a, a a niche within a niche
1: oh that's a good question um if you tend to eat a lot of fresh foods, you're gonna be alkaline. Right. You know, your foods that, that you eat are gonna be alkaline anyway. Alkaline is good. Mm. It definitely is better than acidic foods, which right. junk foods tend to be. Mm-hmm. But um, we don't wanna OD on alkaline foods as well, because that's one extreme. Yeah. We wanna balance. We want a balance of, um, I wouldn't say, Acidic, acidic foods, but yeah. food, you know when you look at your plate, your plate should be wholesome. It should contain all or most of the vitamins and minerals. Right, the five food groups. It, you know, it should be balanced in that sense. Yeah, in terms of being alkaline, it, it, that's important. It is important. We want a, a good diet, but I would just say. Um, try to do as much as you can, you know, you can only do as best as you really can do. And um, it's, it's a journey for everyone. Me, uh, my diet really isn't, it's good. It's good, but it's not perfect. What is right. per being perfect? What is the perfect diet? It's, it's really what is good for you as the individual. Yeah. Um, less is more, um, everything in moderation. All those quotes that we like to say. Yeah. And if you follow those types of rules, you should be you should be good. You know. I I feel, for, for me, I feel getting all het up and getting all um, so immersed in in these labels yeah. can be detrimental in themselves. Most And it, you, it and it can just cause a lot of anxiety, which is what we don't want. Yeah. We don't want that.
0: So bearing in mind, you know, veganism is already viewed as a very healthy diet. But a lot of people that try to transition from, say, maybe even being a meat eater to a, to a vegetarian to a vegan, or even from veganism to vegetarian, I mean, you said it yourself, they struggle to get protein, which could end up making them feel sick or, or tired. How do you kind of recommend that people g- not only get enough protein, but get enough of the other four food groups and all the minerals and all that kind of stuff? Do, do you have any advice on that? Outside of taking like you know multivitamins and stuff Vitamins, like that,
1: yeah. Um, this is such a it's such a great question. This is a type of question I get asked so many times. There is a bit of a misconception regarding protein. Mm.
2: Um,
1: when we think about protein, if you really think about it, mm. the primary source of protein is the sun. The sun will shine. Yeah, and we get our vitamin D. Yeah we get our source of protein from the sun. Without the sun, we wouldn't exist. No no life would exist.
0: Exactly, yeah. So when
1: you think about what the sun does, the sun will shine down onto the plants. Yeah. And that is secondary protein.
2: Yeah.
1: So there is enough protein within a plant-based vegan diet, a a, a natural plant-based vegan diet. There is enough protein. Right. We can get a great source of protein from a good wholesome meatless diet or eating yeah So there's no real problem and then after <laughs> the sun shines on the plants then we get the animals that eat the plants and that is tertiary Ter- that's your third base type of protein yeah so if you really <laughs> begs the question which would you rather have secondary or tertiary
0: yeah one thing someone said to me once is, "Oh, you feel like if you eat a cow or you know if you eat a whatever animal because it looks big and strong,
1: mm. you will
0: become big and strong." But it's like that thing eats like grass and grains. Exactly. And so, exactly. That's that's the question that a lot of people struggle to answer is is you know, oh well, if I don't eat chicken, you know, I won't get the right right blah blah blah, yeah. blah. It's like well, I'm... if you if you look at all the animals that you see that are <laughs> exactly. you know massive and strong, even an elephant. Huge yes. animal doesn't eat meat.
1: Yeah, gorillas. You know the monkey family. Yeah. If they will eat meat, it's very, very, very minimal.
0: And it's raw as well. That's one thing a lot of exactly a lot of plant based people talk about is that sometimes depending on how you cook food, it actually takes the nutrients out of the food.
1: That's that's another thing. Um, this is what I try to advocate: raw food or food prep, as I say, food yeah. prep because it's quite hard to transition from cooked to raw. Mm. And there are some nice foods, let's face it, that are, are very nice when they're cooked. Mm. But having said that, when you cook foods, you do, you remove all the nutrients mm. because the enzymes exist at a certain temperature right. and cooked foods obliterate that, <laughs> that, that temperature. Mm. You know, it's too high. Yeah. So if you're really eating for nutritional um, uh, for a tr- nutritional, um, in a nutritional way, then you really want to eat as much raw as possible. But what I wanted to say again, mm. there are some really fit vegan vegans yeah. who are athletes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are some, and you can Google, and you'll see weightlifters,
0: bodybuilders,
1: builder, body
0: MMA pl- MMA fighters, all these types of people that you think yes. are, are rugged and you know chewing on a raw steak in the back room they're vegans and they're vegetarians. I've yeah, seen a documentary yeah, on uh, on yeah. Netflix. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, there's a lot of kind of a plant-based movement.
1: Yeah. So it is, it's a real misconception. You get all your food groups when you eat um, vegan or plant-based foods. There's, you're not missing out. If your, 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 your food is balanced. That's the main thing. You have all the food groups and, you, and your, your plate should really consist mainly of, of um what is it it's 20 what is it 10 no 80 10 20 or something 80 10 10 yeah that that's it and you'll you'll be fine absolutely fine
0: i see so kind of jumping back a bit it's because you've been a a vegan slash vegetarian for the last you know let's say 20 plus years Mm. so have you all prior to being a a plant-based person were you always like a spiritual person or was there like, you know how you had the moment where you decided, right, I'm going to this thing in Brixton, I'm going to become a, vi- a vegetarian when I come out. Yeah. Did you have another moment where you are like, wow, all that stuff I was doing before was terrible. Now I'm going to move in a more spiritual path. Like, was there a moment then?
1: Um, I would say yes and no. Uh, it all stems back to when I was a child, right. <laughs> again. I was raised as um, a, a Catholic, mm-hmm. devout Catholicism.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, my mother completely um, to the point of fanaticalism. You know, yeah, she would always send me and my brother to church, Most and yeah. I, I went to uh, sec- um, a Catholic primary school, secondary primary school.
2: Yeah, but
1: when I was in school, we used to do religious education.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I would always ask questions to young girl, very young girl. T- I wouldn't ask them out aloud. I would think these questions. I was mm. too frightened to, 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 um, to question these because my questions were very op- opposing. Yeah. And I'd say to myself, well, Jesus died to save our sins mm. and humanity is still sinning. So was that a waste of time? Yeah. And then we would also study the Bible. We wouldn't study the whole thing. We, we would just do Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I would wonder, why aren't we starting from the Genesis? I want to do other um, chapters of the Bible. Why is it only concentrated here? Mm. And then another thing, I would go to church, and me and my brother would always arrive late, so it would be right at the back. Yeah. And the priest, I mean, I'm not knocking Christianity or you know Catholicism or because mm. it, it's brought me to where I am now it it's yeah. part of my journey but you know to have a, a stranger bellowing in the church so that you at the back are almost going deaf calling you a sinner yeah and um, even if that person was saying we are all singers but no you are literally pointing the finger and I'd think oh gosh you know you don't even know me. And I had so many questions. So I kind of rebelled against the Catholic faith mm-hmm. at that, as I became a teenager. Yeah. And then I just, I when the, I was searching for answers, asking myself and people I, I uh, encountered what's the meaning of life. Mm. And that took me to clubbing, you know, clubbing, dancing is very spiritual. That's yeah. where I got a lot of my intuition um my messages Mm. and i also became uh harry krishna as well and i think this is what really um uh uh my uh in in was synonymous with my vegetarianism as well because
0: they advocate uh, vegetarian diet why do they look so happy though every time i see the harry christmas in central london they're banging that drum and they're dancing <laughs> i'm like why are you guys so happy need, like it, yeah. it is almost addictive i'm like i want what they have but i don't yeah. want it at that level you know what like, i mean
1: yeah <laughs> you need to that's what they call harry nam when you go around oxford street and and i've actually done that and i've had some really um i had some really strange looks because i was in a sari and i had the the painting on on your face and me yeah. me being a black dark black woman as well I really got some strange face um, strange expressions
0: I'm not gonna lie when they come around I jump in and dance with them a little bit because it is it feels good it feels good Mm. the drum beats always banging and that Mm. person singing that same thing over and over again you get into a bit of a trot you know what I mean that's it yeah it's the
1: feel good factor and the drum is very healing in itself I mean well you know African drum you just wanna lose it but Mm. drumming is drumming and it's healing. And um, it's a very, it is, it's very spiritual and they are a community and everybody lives as one. They follow the scriptures. It's not perfect because I got into it and Mm. I left for certain reasons, but they're doing what they're doing. And it it was a great time for me.
0: And being a Hare Krishna kind of took you from one stage in your spiritual journey to the next stage.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and that's when I really, really ventured into my spirituality. Um, also, encountering meeting different people mm. at that time beyond Harry Krishner, I started squatting. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I went squatting in a in a um, accommodation, and I came across artisans people who
0: live off the land as it were.
1: Yeah, very creative in their own right. We had to live off our wits. So you can imagine the creativity amongst Mm. us all. And uh, it was it was just profound. It was really, really profound learning about myself learning about different types of people. Again, that collective collective ism as well coming Mm. together. Uh, Living in a community, Mm -hmm. sharing what we had, sharing knowledge, and you know, it it was very much indoctrinated in in my spirituality and and what I was looking for. Mm. And it's just been a a, and each point, each um, I won't say milestone, but each significant time of my life, I have gained a spiritual awakening and it's happening to this to this day to this day the 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 actual now I call them downloads the the messages are just constantly coming um excuse me I can be in nature and bam something will hit me I mean nature in in herself is very it's a, a real spiritual realm and I would definitely advise anybody if you need healing even healing answers go out into the most greenest parts that you can find uh i live in london so we have parks i have a garden as well Mm. which i i don't really use as much as i should yeah but there are times when i i just go out and i go and speak to trees you know these sort of quirky things but they are very necessary on my to my my spiritual growth
0: so you said you have these kind of you know pillars or moments where you've you've definitely felt like a, a next level of spiritual awakening so let's 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 say for for a kind of uh for easiness's sake catholicism the fact that you were kind of like not feeling it and it just wasn't for you that was mm. the first one so what was the most recent one you've had as in you know closer to this time was there a thing or a moment or even you know a walk or something you went on that made your spiritual awakening you know even even more so apparent
1: Oh, well, we've just had the Lion's Gate, the 8th of the 8th, so the 8th of August. um, And in astrology, that pertains to certain portals being open. Um, So in terms of some really uh, huge um, exponential thing that was going on, that was it, which was a few, I think it was about two weeks ago but to, be, to to be honest every day waking up mm. in the rising is a spiritual moment for me i'm um, mm. and spiritual moments aren't always positive they can be negative
0: yeah most definitely
1: um you can uh, for me my lifetime i've really gone through some ch- and i'm still going through challenges
0: yeah
1: every practically every day it's like a um a roller coaster up and down up and down yeah But I think with me now, my age, I'm so much more, thank um, the Supreme Yahweh. I'm so much more in tune. I'm so much more aware. I know what's going on. Mm. So I can um, create ways and means to ride those waves, as it were. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. And this has not just been through me as, as an individual. I've actually. Been fortunate enough to uh, meet a, a, a virtual online family who have right. been tremendous yeah. in my growth. In and it's ever since we've been in the lockdown. You know,
2: yeah, <laughs>
1: we've been in the lockdown, and and I've met incredible individuals, incredible collectives, um, community, and I know a lot of people have struggled, have struggled and suffered. But who would have thought for me, one of the best moments of my life was sitting on the floor in my pyjamas in my bedroom, just being online. And and that's how it has been for me, because I've had so many, um, like I said, uh, awakenings, um, assertions, things that have happened to me. Mm -hmm. I've grown tremendously. I've grown so much in the last year and I have passed. 20 years, you know, it's, it's yeah. just been amazing. And, and I, my growth is not, my, my growth hasn't stopped there. I'm evolved, my evolution is yet to happen. Yeah. And it's a lifelong thing. It's a lifelong thing for me.
0: So seeing as this is a lifelong journey, you know, the, the listener here or the person that we're speaking to, cause it, it always is one person who's speaking to, people don't tend to listen to podcasting in groups. How would you advise them to start out their journey into spiritual growth? And
1: wellness um well whew, that's a really good question um i what i can only say what helped me in terms of my um spiritual growth one of the most profound things that i would really give as a tip is inner inquiry right uh, to meditate, that's been a lifesaver for me, meditating. Um, you have, as an individual, all the answers that you need. If you don't have them, then you will get them when you go within, listening mm-hmm. to yourself, being quiet and still, tapping into that that inner world within you. There's so much, there's so much um, in terms of visionary, seeing things, hearing things, really, Homing in the senses at that particular time, just being still, you yourself, I think that is um a real uh intrinsic yeah. thing to do in terms of your health journey, your spiritual journey. Mm. Yeah, I don't know where I'd be without meditation. I really don't, or that self inquiry. It's not that you have to sit in um lotus position and you have to sit there for hours on end. Yeah. It's it, it could be ten minutes. It's just having that stillness, that moment, quietness, where you're not disturbed. Your your phone has been turned off. You let your family know. I just want some quiet. Yeah. Just for a short amount of time, and that's enough. Ten minutes, five minutes. it's all you need.
0: And you're reading your internal dialogue when you're doing that because Absolutely. I I I've noticed more recently that meditation is you know a lot more popular. But when I first started doing it, about God what year are you in now? 2021. So seven years ago, when I first mm. got into it, it was very high brow, you know, people were like, yeah, this is what we're doing. This is what all the, you know, not the elites, but all the people that are doing mm. the best in their life or feeling the best, they're doing this meditation thing. So I was mm. like, I'll give it a try. And I thought, I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Yeah. And for the first week I was like, <laughs> I'm sitting here doing nothing. And you know, the woman's talking, she's, she's speaking us through the meditation. And then the second week it just, it clicked. It's like, I'm not sitting yeah. here doing nothing. I'm sitting here yeah. processing myself, coming to conclusions about things that I need to do and all this kind of stuff. And what really kind of made the two mesh together was when the meditation was paired with yoga. And I don't mm. know what it is about the, the fact you're moving and breathing and still trying to have like, it's not yeah. about having no thoughts, but it's about having more directed and, oh God, I want to get this word wrong. Compartmentalized thoughts.
1: You said it happened for you in two weeks. Yeah. For me, it's an ongoing thing. I mean, when you start off as a debutant, um, you're gonna get those thoughts. Yeah. Those thoughts are part of the meditation. You'll you're never get, we, we are thinkers. We think that how many thousands of thoughts per whatever. Yeah. You're not gonna get rid of those. They are that, that's part and parcel of the meditation. Mm. But the, the thing is to try and not engage in the thoughts, or let the thoughts just roll. Yeah, just let them be. Mm. You know, you may even I'm I, to this day. There are times I'm still thinking about the shopping list. You know, when yeah. I'm meditating. Yeah, that's all part of it. Mm. But you can. You, the thing is to just carry to, to continue to carry and keep doing that little bit each day or whenever you set the time to do your meditation. Yeah, and you'll get better. You know, practice makes perfect. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of that moment, I mean, yoga, yes, I'm a yoga connoisseur. I love yoga. It's mm. my life. Um, it's it's about that moment of, well, yoga is a movement meditation in itself. Exactly. So, you you know, it's very, very, it's all part of, 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 of um, that time where we really connect with ourselves, our breath, what's really going on, what our body, our body is an active intelligence um so whatever you ask it will it will communicate that to you if you're ready to listen so that kind of movement with the meditation it can really transport one psychically into another realm and it's all about just practicing showing up and just doing the deed for uh, however long you want to commit to. It's that commitment, being committed and being disciplined.
0: And it's not a one and done solution, because I no. feel like with most people don't see meditation for what it is. It's an exercise, it's a thing you do daily. So it's mm. its not about, oh, I'm going to do it once, it's going to fix my whole life. It's I do it today, I might not feel anything. Mm. I do it tomorrow, still don't feel anything. But mm. three, four, five months, six months down the line of being yeah. consistent, you feel completely different you do. You and it's
1: it, it, gone no i'm gonna it's literally saved my life and another thing that i like to say as well no one really can teach you how to meditate it's a personal thing mm. yeah you can have um guided meditations but, but to be honest guided meditations never did anything for me yeah. I, I i that's when i got really frustrated mm. so i would just literally just be quiet and see what happens yeah. and it's different from for everyone you you may like the guided meditation somebody else might not they may like to chant there's different ways of meditating it's for you the individual yeah. to find out what suits you and like you say it's just being committed to doing whatever you know what um, however you want to spend that time or how what, what length of time you, you've given to your meditation, just be consistent and you'll watch the the magic happen. The magic will happen as long as you continue with it and don't have too many expectations, just be free and let it flow how it wants. And you'll see the beauty, you'll feel the beauty of it. Yeah,
0: we we had another guest on uh, called Hector and he went to the Himalayas and did a Mm -hmm. two week long silent retreat. And what he said was, at first he felt a bit weird. Once he kind of got out of the weirdness, he started to feel better and it got better and better and better. And it's like, even though that was only two weeks of his life, it's made an impact on the, you know, the yeah. next, however many years of his life he lives going forward. So it, I definitely agree with you. That is it's, it's an incremental process meditation. And yeah. so f- through meditation, way. what have you learned about yourself?
1: Oh my gosh, <laughs> haven't I learned? I've learned, it, like I said before, I, I just get downloads. I, I've learned that I have all my answers. Mm. I don't really need to look outside of myself. Um, I have a, a, an internal world going on besides mm. the, the the millions of cells that I have. Yeah. There's a, a, a subliminal world mm. within me. And it's just tapping into that. and. I've had visions, I've had ideas, I've had answers to my woes, I I just, I've learned that I am my own best teacher, I'm empowered Hmm. when I go within, and um, it's just a a beautiful, now I've got to the point where my day cannot start unless I've meditated, literally, Hmm. I, I, I cannot do anything, it's more or less the first thing, well, I give my rising grats my, which is short for gratitude that yeah. I've actually opened my eyes and taken breath yeah. and woken up because yeah. some, let's face it, a lot of us don't get yeah. that chance, you go to sleep and you don't wake up. So that's the mm. first thing I do. I give my um, my gratitude and then I'll get up, pot, maybe have a drink. And then I, I will sit because I, I meditate on the floor. Yeah. Um, and cross-legged it's it's more comfortable for me to do that mm. and i will meditate for mm. about 30 minutes 20 to 30 minutes every day i yeah. do that and then i then i start to do my my movement meditation i may do yoga or um some uh high impact uh, movement i don't really like to say exercise i like to say movement
0: fair <laughs> enough yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah that is and what exercise is it's called cool. it's movement so i i feel it, what you're saying It yeah. is.
1: It's, I think exercise is just like a trend now. It's, you know, that's, they've kind of um, deflowered it or, or something. But that's just, that's just, that's just just my thing. But yeah. anyway, and, um, but that's, that's what I do. That's, that's what I do. And that starts my day. And um, I can't continue or proceed with my day until I've done those things. You know, having your rituals. Mm. And it's not about trying to conjure spirits. Having just your daily rituals that you do its yeah. all part of your discipline and it's all part of constructing how you want your day to manifest. Yeah. And um, I feel it's just as, as important as brushing your teeth and having a shower, yeah. doing these little, little um, things during your day yeah. or my day is very, very essential, absolutely essential. And that's, that's what makes my day
0: um so with you and the kind of you know you have to start the day with the meditations and stuff like that and it's not about you know spirits but still speaking to spirituality you're quite big on crystals and all this kind of stuff yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you know what a legitimate crystal is versus what's like a piece of plastic and what are the benefits of crystals? Because honestly, I don't know much, if anything about crystals, but the people that are into them, they swear by them. They swear by the rose quartz and the yeah. whatever <laughs> else there. I don't know any more crystals, but that's all I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I always like to say that my crystals, as well as other things, are literally my best friends hmm. because um, maybe I, I personify them too much, but that that's just me. Hmm. Um, yeah. In terms of, um, your question was how do you know one from the other Yeah, the plastic legitimate... or not yeah um, I'm not an expert in that sense mm. I mean I, I it's very um, how how I feel about the crystal right when I see a crystal when I pick it up and how it speaks to me because crystals do they do communicate with you if you're re- really willing to to listen mm. and you you have that kind of Bond, so I will see a crystal mm. and it will speak to me, and if I get that dialogue, then yes i I will purchase it, but yeah, some of them have been unethically sourced, and um some are um mixed yeah. with certain chemicals we, I think we can't get away from that that's just our modern our modern um times, yeah, but really and truly. Uh, as crystal should really speak to you. Mm-hmm. And you'll get you'll get if you're intuitive enough, you'll get that feeling of what the crystal is right. and the properties. And like you say, rose quartz is one of my favorites. It's a very um it's pink. Pink is my favorite colour as well. Yeah. So it's very calming. Yeah. And it and it speaks, it works with the heart. Mm.
2: Um
1: rose quartz. And um, it works with the heart chakra as well. And you get various other crystals which work with different elements of the chakras. uh, Just quite briefly, Um, chakras are the spinning vortexes. Seven of them are the main ones that we work with. And they are aligned up the spine as Mm. it were. And each um, vortex has its own kind of energy bank. Oh. and we can open them and close them and they work in our favor. So
0: go, go through um, them. So the chris- we've got, we've got plenty of time. Honestly, oh. I, I don't okay. mind going through it. So let's start from the bottom <laughs> or is it, does it start from the top? Oh. Cause I know the bottom one's the root it's, chakra.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's the first one. Yeah. So the root chakra um, relates to the um, primordial sex organs. Right. So the anus, the um, pelvic floor, uh, and the groin area right. and it is the root chakra mala, um, muladhara,
2: right.
1: which relates to the colour red it's also where we feel very stable Yeah, um, we're grounded, we connect to mama earth we feel protected so it's the first one that really needs to be um, um, in balance because mm. our chakras can also be off balance and that's where we we have a lot of problems mm. when our chakras are off-key. So mm. that's the first one, um, uh, Muladhara. And then uh, rising up a little way, just beneath the navel, we have um, Swadhisthana, which is the sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. And that relates to the color Orange. Right. And this is where with women particularly, we we create here. We have we birth here. Yeah. And not just women as well. Men, we have you know, we get that our well, they say this is this area is the gut and it's our second brain. Right. It is a brain, the guy it, it does a lot for for us as humans. Yeah. And it does a lot for us spiritually. You know, when you say, Oh, I get that gut feeling, oh, it's in my gut. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is the area. Right. So here is where we create, we can birth ideas. It's where we feel and store our emotions as well. So if we, we have any trauma, we can tend to store it here. And this is um, the point where a lot of people have a lot of imbalance. Right. So it's very important to put the balance here. And like I said, it relates to the c- colour orange. Mm. So any orange crystals like Cornelia, or Ruby. Well, Ruby is red yeah. for the for the root chakra. And um, that is Swadhistana, the sacral chakra. Uh, and then moving up again slightly, just at the lower part of the sternum. Yeah. The solar plexus.
0: Is this where the breath is? Uh
1: yes, this is where fire is.
0: Oh, okay. This
1: is this is the solar plexus chakra. Um uh, Manapura chakra it relates to the color yellow right, so if you think of Jesus when he has that um that real lovely light coming from this area, it also yeah. includes the heart as well, but it starts off here mm-hmm. so this is where we have like the fire, so our will is here, yeah, our willpower right. where we feel courageous, where we feel confident. Mm. And if we're not, if this is out of balance, this is where we, we feel that we, you know, low self-esteem. Yeah. We feel we can't, we feel disempowered. Right. So this really needs to be empowered. Mm-hmm. Um this is the uh manapura chakra. Yeah. And um yeah, so this is where this is. So slightly above that like I said this is the heart chakra so these two kind of work in sync in terms of that lovely glow Mm -hmm. that lovely fiery glow yeah and the heart chakra um they say this really doesn't get blocked as such right but it can have we can it, it, it its power can be a little bit um, unstable, right. closed off, okay. as it were. Not it can become damaged.
0: It's probably the most damaged, easy one yeah. to damage.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we we are we supposed to feel compassionate, um, compassion, love,
2: mm.
1: unconditional love. But some people, as we know, have a damaged heart yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. They may have come onto the planet with a damaged heart. right? And um, their spirit is unfulfilled So it's here that we really feel. And this is Anahata Chakra, the heart chakra. Um, It relates to the color either pink or green. Pink for that lovely calm. uh, Green for the lovely freshness, that vibrancy, which we normally feel when we're in love. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's the heart chakra, Anahata Chakra. And then moving up slightly, just the base of the throat, you've yeah. got Vishuddha.
0: Right.
1: Vishuddha is the throat chakra mm-hmm. and if you're like me <laughs> I it, it may not be evident today but we can tend to be blocked here we're not right speaking out we're not speaking what we want to um what we feel is heartfelt what we really speak in our truth as it were right so yeah. this place can tend to get blocked as well and we're also creative here, so it works in 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 sync with the sacral chakra because yeah. we create. We can create lots of beautiful sounds. Right, um, we can create a lot of um, beautiful communication. That's where it comes from. Mm. So those who don't tend to speak, and I was one of them. Believe you me, and I still am at times where. I, I shut this off. I don't want to speak when I know I should. Yeah. And um, and a lot of people are like that. And it's, it's such a shame because everybody's got a message. Everybody's got something to say. And yeah, people like yourself who are giving us this beautiful, wonderful opportunity to speak and, and communicate and, and pass on our message. And it is a crime not to pass on your message because everybody has a gift. Everybody has a gift within their message to speak it out but um through not being confident having no self-esteem getting closed off getting shut shut up shut down we tend to close we tend to tighten this area yeah so this is the throat chakra it relates to the color turquoise or sky blue right so turquoise which i have Somewhere I don't know where it's gone. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it's here. It's right in front of me. I have a turquoise crystal.
2: Yeah.
1: Or aquamarine. Those kind of bluey crystals really work. Really work um, effectively mm. uh, within the for, for this area. So wearing like a pendant, a choker. Well, I shouldn't really say choker, but wearing a pendant yeah. around this area, around your throat, is is really um, uh, beneficial for for helping you to speak out. I see. And then moving up, what I like to say is our first eye. Yeah. Just between the eyebrows okay. is um is Ajna, Ajna chakra. Yeah. Um uh this is that relates to uh melanin, the melanin colour, that beautiful indigo, that black color when you close your eyes, you see that beautiful dark void. Yeah that's the color that we work with that that uh, relates to the ajna first mm-hmm. eye and this is where we get visions mm-hmm. um the cinematography that you envisage
2: yeah. when
1: you close your eyes and you see you really see with your you know you really see with your senses mm-hmm. and the downloads, the the stories that build up in this area, and if you're a visionary, you can really have a wonderful <laughs> movie going on. Yeah. Just by closing your eyes and and visualizing, and it, it's not something that you have to work at. It will happen naturally if you allow it, because yeah. that's what it's that's that's the whole point of it, really. The, the spirit is speaking to you and comes to you through pictures and symbols and, um, excuse me, signs. Yeah. And, and that's what we feel
0: just between, excuse me, um, between the eyebrows. and So is, is that our third eye or is that our, is that not the third eye quite yet?
1: Yeah, it is, but I always say the first eye. Right. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really say the third because it's the important eye. It's the, it's the, it's the primordial, or the primary eye yeah um and then the two that we see generally are the second eyes yeah um so for me them all important visions come from the first eye but yeah generally everyone's sitting well not everyone but most people uh recognize it to be the third eye
0: a lot of people say the third eye is connected to your pineal gland and so i'm assuming with a lot of people say with veganism and that kind of stuff, you end up decalcifying your pineal gland. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to distract from the, the chakras thing, but no, what, no,
1: that's not what the happens best bit. when you
0: decalcify your pineal gland. Can I like levitate? What can happen?
1: <laughs> yeah, you can if you want, but um, decalcifying the pineal gland is a real process because you may or may not know within our water, yeah if you drink tap water that is, it has fluoride and that's the whole point of um, us having fluoride in our water is to calcify that all important organism. It's not even an organism, it's a a spiritual point which helps us to tap in to what I was talking about in terms of seeing the visions. So um, you can decalcify through crystals, Um, if you don't drink tap water, I mean, some people do, I wouldn't touch it. So where do you get
0: water from, from bottled sources or?
1: I, I, I filter mine. Yeah. I filter my water and I use what's known as, what's known as shungite. Right. Which is a a kind of crystal in itself. Yeah. Um, And that helps to filter out my water. Um, But water, yeah, it is, it is an ongoing thing. Also, Um, affirming speaking affirmations into your water can also help praying over your water um, programming your water yourself leaving your water out into the sun it's in a glass bottle all Mm. these things are methods in which will
0: to calcify your pineal gland
1: yeah, put in the co- components that we need, um, even if it is, even if it isn't decalcified, yeah. once it, you consume it, yeah. it will be purified, as it were. Right. if you know what I mean, yeah. just by you your intention and just by you speaking your intentions into your water mm. and you commanding, because you have as an individ- as we all have, or as we all are. We are very, very powerful beings. Mm. And this is sort of the things I like to um, advocate as a message. Don't give your power away. You don't have to. Right. You can You can be the instigator mm. of what it is that you want within your life. Mm. Don't give it to anybody. Nobody really has that power over you. But yet we're led to believe that we have to go to this person and that person. We need to read this book. We need to speak to this psychologist. Yeah. Um, blah 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 they're the ones who are going to help us know they may they may help i'm not knocking them Mm. but i'm also about empowering individuals
0: okay so let's finish off the chakras then because i I Mm, kind of cut in there with the pineal gland thing yeah so we've gone through the first slash third eye and so now we're going up so
1: we've got one more okay one more which is uh, which is the crown chakra right uh, it's called a thrasara means fat a thousand petals right and um we have that at the top of our head yeah um <clears throat> relates to the color uh lilac or white mm. and this is where we get jacked in you know <laughs> if you remember the matrix of course i do um, i
0: love that film <laughs> yeah
1: exactly where you see neo getting jacked jacked in yeah this is our jacking point when we want to connect to source yeah we stimulate this chakra and we instantaneously we can connect to the source and get jacked in to wherever we want so this is a really important chakra Mm. and um this also can get blocked yes it's all to do with the penile gland and um the higher realms of our being Mm. so just being, like I said, speaking your intentions, yeah, being consistent with your spiritual, um, spiritual life or spiritual journey, your spiritual rituals, right? Going out into mama nature, yeah, doing what you need, what you can do. I mean, there's set, loads of things that people can do, but it's the little things that make the most significant and um significance and it's about what you do as an individual it's not about anybody else so mm. that's the last there are others there's an actual eighth one which right. um is it, it relates to the teodral field yeah but we normally concentrate on the seven chakras and um yeah i hope i've gone through them correctly because sometimes i do mix them up
0: but yeah well, you know more than I do. You probably know more than our <laughs> well, listeners. you know does. a bit. <laughs> I, I know a little bit, but not too much. You know what I mean? It's one of those ones where it, it was something that interested me for a while and then I felt like I got what I needed and I kept yeah. little bits of that in my, my day-to-day yeah. life, my day-to-day routine, yeah. but it never, never quite stuck, should I say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's always, you know, time. Time is the great diviner. So yeah. when when it's time, you'll be ready. But yeah, that that's just the... Um, I, I want to continue also with the, the tips for spiritual time. Yeah, continue, honestly. Time.
0: Yeah, we've got plenty of okay. time, honestly. So okay. carry on with the tips. Let us know.
1: Yeah, I mentioned going um, in inner inquiry, meditation. The second one, which I think is really, really important, is love for self, knowing self and loving self. Mm. And once you have that love for yourself, because we tend to, especially as women, we tend to have love for everything else other mm. than ourselves. Yeah. But we need to, we need to um, deflect that a little bit. I'm not saying don't have. Yeah. But we need to really have the love for ourselves, and then we can project that out. Mm. So once you have love for self, you start having love for humanity. You start having love for um, the planet as a whole, including the animals. Yeah. And um, that's what we really want to do. We want to, get out of this dog eat dog world, me, myself, and I, and it's about we and us and ours and the planet is ours. And it's, and we are stewards and it's our responsibility to look after ourselves and the planet. Right. And uh, it's having that love and that works with the heart chakra. So Mm -hmm. once you start having that love, if it is um, damaged, you'll start to repair and heal just, through having the love, that love and um, having that, that connection, wanting to be reconnected because, you know, some of us are losing. We're becoming so detached. Right. And it's not through no fault of, you know, our own. Mm. It's just a, a sign of the times. Yeah. But we, need to, we need to harness that back in and create that love again that we once had, yeah. that we once knew. And bring that into the forefront again. So that, that's my um, second. My, my um, third tip <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm, I don't uh, bash people regarding their meat intake. I really don't. But I would say if you are um, wanting to continue your spiritual growth, if you can't give up meat, Mm. just have, consume it a little less, right. maybe have a vegan day yeah. or vegetarian one day a week,
2: mm.
1: a vegetarian day where you say, right, I'm not going to eat meat today. Yeah. I'm going to eat more plant-based. I'm going to, ha- you know, put, um, include more fruits and vegetables in my diet and yeah. just see how you feel.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Try it for about a month or two and just see what happens. Mm. Um, because if we want to, venture on our spiritual growth. I mean, like I said, I, I'm not, I, I started off as a meat eater, I, that's where I've come from. Yeah. So I know what it's, well, it was a long time ago, but mm-hmm. I know what it's like. But when you eat meat, unless you've really um, bonded with that animal,
2: yeah.
1: commercially, the trauma that animals go through-
2: Is passed on to you.
1: It's part, it really is. And you're consuming, I mean, milk, for instance, yeah. if you know if you see the amount of pus that an animal a cow produces and that goes into the milk, pus alone pus is something we we want to get rid of Pus yeah. creates illnesses and then you're i mean we as as a species we're the only ones that take milk from another species no other animal does that
0: no but exactly yeah, this is
1: deemed as being healthy
2: yeah
1: and um you know, like you said, like you said, you take on that trauma, that stress that the animal goes through Mm. and you become so much more dense when you're becoming spiritual. Yeah. You want to become less dense. You want to become, and you do. And and like you were saying, if you decalcify your penile gland, can I levitate? You're not going to levitate by eating dense food. You want to become light. Mm. So meat eating is really quite dense, but I know everybody's, on a different journey you know when it's right for people to change their diet i'm sure they will and i i don't want to become like um (laughs) a vegan nazi or or anything you (laughs) must give up meat. no it's when it's right for you but i'm just trying to enlighten people about the 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 commercial rearing and um The cultivate, I can't even say cultivation, just the commercial practices in terms of meat um, production and and also carbon footprint. You know, it takes so much energy and fuel to sustain the meat industry. It really Mm. does. And we're all about trying to help the earth. So and there's so much food out there anyway. We have more than enough.
0: Yeah, well, there's a a statistic out there that it's like, we actually waste more food than is humanly consumable. And it's like, even though the food isn't allocated to the right places because there's people starving in and all all Mm. around the world, it's like the one side of the world is making, or you know certain places in the world are making too much food for themselves to to physically eat. But then there's other parts (laughs) of the world where they could be making enough food to survive, but they can't because of infrastructure, this and money and all that. But going on to going back on to what you said about you know not forcing people to eat meat i definitely agree with that because it's a lot of vegan people go oh you have to because it's the right thing to do <laughs> but at least you're more on the side of i would encourage you to eat less meat you know that's yeah. probably the best thing for you so yeah. what is tip we're on tip number three right now i'm assuming you have a couple more let's get to the yeah, next yeah
1: yeah um the fourth one uh which i feel is so you you kind of touched on it yourself but establish a relationship with the breath
2: yeah
1: we <laughs> it's so funny i i was a dancer um many 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 moons ago yeah and the way i was taught to breathe as a dancer everything when you breathe in yeah the the, the tutor would say breathe in and you're pulling your stomach you you'd really taunt your body yeah you become so kind of stiff yeah everything goes in and out yeah. and <laughs> that was so <laughs> not the right way to breathe yeah and it t- as a yoga instructor or as a yoga student mm. I found that so difficult how to unlearn all of that what you do when you when you really want to breathe properly is breathe all the way into the belly the mm. belly pops out yeah the, the chest um your diaphragm you make room for your diaphragm to do what it needs to do to create that space so you can bring in more oxygen, yeah, into your lungs. And I found that so difficult. The best way to learn this is to if you look at a baby yeah. when they're sleeping, and you see they'll breathe in through their nostrils, even yeah, and that's what you do to elongate the breath. And when you're breathing in through your nostrils, you're filtering and purifying the breath. That's because we have little felice, little hair nostrils, which do that. That's their job. So yes, breathing through the mouth is good. But if you really want to get the most out of your oxygen, breathe in, take a deep breath in through your nostrils. And then you fill out your lungs, and then the belly pops out. I found that so difficult. To yeah. do. I was so used to pulling and constricting the belly in. Mm. I couldn't do, but that is how we breathe. And but t- a lot of us tend to breathe in a shallow way where we just breathe into our chest and it stops there.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, breath happens synonymously, autonomously even. We don't even think about it. It's yeah. doing its job
2: mm.
1: for us in the first place. But to really control the breath and to really maximise the breath, we want to really breathe in through our nostrils, take a deep, deep, deep breath in, and then send that breath to the, the abdomen and the abdomen inflates. And that's yeah. why we can't do this on an you know general, but this is why it's good to meditate because that's when you can really do this exercise this practice
0: they say focus on the breath that's what they always say focus on your breath and it's all about breathing in for less time than you breathe out so it was normally we do like a a four or a six count in so you'd breathe in for four seconds or six seconds and breathe out for eight and sometimes she'd be like breathe out as long as you can which is insane to think yeah but how often do you really do that do you breathe yeah that's what i'm saying
1: that, that's why when you think about it, I mean, if you're standing at a bus stop, you know, or whatever, you're outside, you're not going to be consciously doing that. Mm. But this is why having those practices like meditation and yoga, which gives you that opportunity to really focus in on your breath and manipulate the breath mm. and use, utilize the breath. Now, I'm at a stage where I'm not breathing. I'm yeah. controlling my breath where I'm holding my breath. Yeah. And I'm not breathing. And I'm the, the way I'm feeling mm. the sensations that are hit in my body. Yeah. It's 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 so it's marvelous. And that's what you can do with the breath. That's why it's so wonderful. And the breath in itself is so healing. Mm. There's so many, <clears throat> excuse me, there's so many healing um, benefits and uh, um, advantages to just focusing and, and and controlling the breath that we mm. don't necessarily think about when we're breathing generally.
2: yeah.
1: And that that's why I'm saying it's so important to take that time to sit quietly so you can do these things and play around and explore. It's for you. Yeah. They're the little gifts and gems for you to utilize to reap the benefits of. Yeah, you know? and, and breath,
0: <laughs> breath is life. That is one thing oh. that a lot of people don't realise. You know, People think, oh, just what you eat is just like, no, your breath is so no. important. If you, if you breathe you, properly, your heart how rate can you goes live? down. Yeah.
1: How can you, if you, you can go without food for months, you know, yeah. um, Dr. Sabe. you know, he went without food for 90 days, that's almost three months. Mm. If you can go without water, but how long can you really go without breath?
0: According to David Blaine, about half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> which is insane. Well, he's
1: very, he's strange, you yeah. know, he's a strange He's rubber, an but, odd man. You
0: know. But what's, so what's tip number five?
1: Okay, yeah, sorry, I'll
0: get you. <laughs> No, it's fine, it's fine. Um, I just, I sort of make sure we get all these in yeah, so that they're yeah, definitely yeah, in the recording right, yeah, rather than anything, is, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, like I, I have mentioned this before, but I'm going to repeat it. Go out into mama nature. Go yeah. out, find those green, green spots, even growing plants, which I'm learning to do. Yeah. You know, get, get, um, Get um, wholesome with the green stuff, grass, touch the grass, go and hug a tree. I know it might sound a bit woo-woo, but, you know, it's for your own good. Go Mm. and look for a stream. There are plenty in London. You know, you don't have to take a trip anywhere. Even if you've got a garden, parks, there are parks. Go out there and just go and listen to Mama Nature. She'll whisper loads of things to you. Yeah. Trees will speak to you. Animals will approach you, literally. And also, you know, our ancestors, this is the way they, they, are, they come to us. Mm. You may get like unwanted flies, I know, <laughs> but this is it. These are the messages. Mm. You may see feathers flying mm. in your face, white feather, feathers. These are messages, a stone in front of you, Mm. you know, so you won't know until you go out there. She's so wonderful, Mama Nature. She'll tell you what you need to know. And that's, again, where you can exercise the breathing techniques. What a wonderful place to be, to really breathe in some beautiful prana, some beautiful air Mm. out there in Mama Nature. So that's tip number five. Number six is to have some kind of creative outlet. Right. Now I know myself included. I'm no Picasso, yeah. but everybody has a way to be creative. You can just write in a journal, mm. dance, do some doodling, sing. I just bought a um a tong drum. I don't yeah. know if you know where that. It's I I'm so in love with it, and yeah. it was it was really quite cheap. And I'm no musician. I just bang away on any of the keys, <laughs> yeah. making the whole heap of noise sound is therapy Mm. so even i've got a little drum these things i've i've um, purchased off of amazon very very cheaply but you don't have to do that Mm. you can just like i said write in a journal yeah uh, create a dish Mm. you know if you want to start using um creating that vegan day find a, a recipe there's certainly loads online yeah vegan recipes or it doesn't even have to be vegan. something that's quite elaborate yeah and that you can share with yourself and others, mm. friends and family, um, waking up, being being grateful, yeah, being creative in in being grateful, being creative and being um, compassionate.
2: Yeah, you know,
1: there's we all have creative juices. Like mm. I said, we all have a message. Start writing your message down. Yeah, um, you don't have to be an author mm. and write pages and pages and use all these fancy words. No, write and express in the way that you know how. Um, pictures, find pictures. You don't even have to draw them. You can even um, find things online, things that y- you find are really appealing and that resonate with you. Yeah. And then create a digital vis- vision ball. That's what I'm doing. Mm. So there's no excuse really. You know, you don't have to say, oh, I'm not creative. We're all creative in one, in one way or another. So that's my sec, um, my sixth, and then my seventh um, tip is find some kind of spiritual tools, spiritual education. Right. And um, meditation is one. Right. I tend to use tarot, which I've just discovered of late, and I love tarot cards. But you yeah. don't have to um, be a reader. Yeah. Uh, I always thought that being a tarot reader it was something that was that you inherited yeah <laughs> and that gyps- only gypsies do it but no right. anybody can do it but not necessarily tarot crystals right. essential oils um finding stones or just reading books even right or reading blogs listening to the po- podcasts like this you yeah. know There's that is a spiritual
0: thing anything that is anything that's for you and for your mind is basically what i'm gathering here is is a yeah. spiritual thing yeah
1: spiritual tools spiritual education and and it's for you to really explore Mm. there's no excuse again so those are my because i'm seven i came up with seven (laughs) seven tips so there's probably loads more but those are my seven
0: here's where to find a free yay
1: my offerings are holistic nutrition so a bit of what i spoke about helping people um with their daily eating habits. I my my main thing is that I um help people find that self health champion within. And everybody has one. And it's about helping people to remember who, who that person is within them. I'm not I don't I don't necessarily tell people things, I tease it out, excuse me, out of them. Because you are your own encyclopedia. So that's really what I do in terms of AfroLife Wealth, which is my business. And I offer movement, which through yoga, to help people uh, be a little bit more flexible. Because when we're children, we're so flexible. We kind of lose our way Mm. as we grow older. We kind of become a little bit more stiff. So I help people get that rhythm that movement back into their body again also um meditation guidance I do readings as well crystal healing chakra therapy aromatherapy energy work Mm. sound work so I'm a bit of a Jacqueline of all trades so you can find me on my website which is afrolifewealth.com I also have Facebook, which is AfroLifeWell. I have a YouTube channel, AfroLifeWell. I'm on Instagram as AfroLifeWell. So the general SM things that one has. Uh, You can DM me as well. I'm sure to respond and answer if you have any questions. And um, yeah, I'd love to communicate with anyone who wants to find out certain things and um, they want answers. If I can help, I will answer to some questions I will definitely be happy to do that and, we, and I've got an ebook as well that I've created oh. which is really it's an interactive um ebook so you can get to see what I look like i'm'm sh- I'm sure you know yeah. what I look like on my on my website anyway but um yeah yeah I've got videos and it's educational as well and it's fun you know a lot of lot of
0: and where can the listeners find the ebook?
1: The ebook's on my website. Um, and I can give you a link as well to that. So, yeah, that, that's me in a bit of a nutshell.
0: Thank you for listening to People Explained. New episodes come out every Monday. We would appreciate it if you gave us a review on Apple Podcasts and shared this episode with a friend.